All right, everyone, welcome back to a highlight and all sports culture podcast. I'm going to be your host for today, Kurt, joined by Sully. Sully's back. We had Sam come on the last podcast, but Sully's here for today's episode. Um, so we have NFL starting in two days. Let's go. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, the first game of the season is the Texans Chiefs. Uh, so in this podcast, we're going to kind of go through the 16 games um, for week one. We'll spend a couple minutes talking about each game. We'll get you prepared for week one. Obviously, with NFL coming, ASC is going to be booming. I know we talked about this already, but it's going to be good stuff. Sure. So uh, make sure you guys are uh, staying tuned and listening to the podcast. So um, first game. So we got the Texans-Chiefs. I think we can both agree it's going to be a Chiefs win. I think they're going to win by a good amount. I'd say like 17 points or something like that. I think that they're going to be – extremely dominant on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Holmes is going to get like four touchdowns and they're going to win it all. Uh, I do. What a game to start it off though. Seriously. Like Houston, Kansas city, that is going to be, I mean, obviously a lot of people aren't expecting Houston to be a solid team this year, but they have, they're going to have a great offense. Like Deshaun, when Deshaun Watson's in your offense, like, come on, it's going to be Kansas city versus Houston is a great game to start it off. I agree with you. I think Kansas City is going to take this one pretty easily, but I think there'll be a lot of points, and that's what everyone wants. You know, everyone likes points. So right. Um, but yeah, I would take Kansas City like plus eight probably. Yeah, I definitely think Houston's going to look a lot better than some people think, um, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the defending champs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, anything else? I think that's really all we can talk about for that game. I don't think there's, you know, I think the Chiefs are way too dominant in my opinion for it to be like a very good game. I still think for a good first game of the season, it's going to be intense, though. Yeah, it's going to be a good one to start it off. All right. So then for Jets-Bills is what we got for the Sunday 1 o'clock game that we're going to start off with. Um, The Bills, I think, are going to take this one. It's at Buffalo. The Jets don't really – you know, they were one of my sleeper teams for the year. But just, you know, looking at some of the, I guess – opt-outs on the defensive side of the ball and looking at this Jets roster now it really doesn't look like a team that can compete especially with the Patriots still being competitive in that division Bills can be really good the Dolphins could be a good team I don't think the Jets can be really this good that good this year um so I have the Bills winning by a good bit I think the Bills are going to start you know I think they got a good young team especially defensively that are extraordinary so I think that they're going to take the division for years to come so I think that starts with a week one win against New York. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the first year in, what, like 21 years that the Patriots are probably not going to win the division. It's yeah. looking like the Buffalo Bills. So it's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, great defense from the Bills. They added digs to the offense. Um, I drafted Singletary in fantasy, and I've been hyping him up for multiple weeks now. So I think he's going to have a big year. But, uh, yeah, so I think the Jets are going to be – I mean, uh, the Bills are going to be pretty solid. Jets, obviously, are still, you know, rebuilding a little bit. So, definitely a Buffalo week one win, and I do think that they'll win that division. Yeah, with Singletary, though, I've heard that he hasn't looked amazing in camp, though. But You know what, Kurt? I don't want to hear it, man. Look, Sully, if he's – I'm guessing you'll, you're hyping him up because he's on your fantasy team, if, that, if I'm correct about that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, if you correct. drafted him, then you know something we all don't. So he's going to have a breakout here. Exactly. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Packers Vikings. So for the longest time, I had the Packers winning this. I'm pretty high on the Packers for next year. I think they're going to be division champs. 
But the Vikings, the more I kind of evaluate this game, I think the Vikings at home, their favorite, which kind of surprised me, I thought Green Bay would be. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this game. I think when you're looking at the Packers, obviously during the offseason, they didn't make a lot of offseason moves to get better. But still looking at that roster, you have Aaron Rodgers. It's year two under the floor's offense. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. It's still a solid team, a pretty good offensive line. Then defensively got a lot better. Um, it was really good last year, and I think it's going to continue to be pretty good. Um, but this Vikings team, obviously, they just added Yannick. Um, they have, a, I guess, Daniil Hunter and Yannick make up the defensive end group. The interior defensive line, it has some question marks. Still a lot of question marks on the defensive side. So I think I'm going to go Green Bay. I think they're going to come off pretty strong and prove to people that they're still going to be division champs. But Minnesota, I think, can definitely make noise in that division. Um, I think it would not surprise me if they win the division. or I think they're going to make a wild card. But I have Green Bay winning week one. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a fantastic one o'clock game. Um, but I think Green Bay is going to take it. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Green Bay is they usually start kind of slow, um, at least in the past couple of years. But I do think that the second year under the floor, it might be a little different. Um, yeah. It might be better right out of the gate. So I'm definitely going to take the Packers in this one. I've been high on Rodgers his entire career. I'm a huge Rodgers believer, even though he's let me down a couple times recently. But um, I'm still going to take Rodgers over Kirk Cousins. And Minnesota, you know, their defense in the second half of last year was pretty bad, honestly. Um, even though they do have some big names, you know, they got Yannick, they got Hunter, they got Harrison Smith, they got Barr. But realistically, they weren't playing great. Do I think that they'll be better than they were in the second half? Yeah, they probably will be. But, you know, they lost Diggs also. Can Phelan really be that one guy? Um, obviously, they drafted Justin Jefferson, but who knows what he'll be right out of the gate. So I'm going to go with the Packers. I just feel like I'm more confident in Rodgers than Cousins. Yeah, so I thought Justin Jefferson would be a fantastic rookie, <clears throat> but I've heard that he has not done well in camp either. So I know training camp doesn't really matter, and we you know kind of overreact when we're looking at training camp, but it's definitely something we got to look out for. Um, so the Vikings, I think that they're very unpredictable. I think a lot of things can go well, but at the same time, a lot of things could not go well. So we'll see from them. Uh, but it should be a good one o'clock game between Green Bay and Minnesota. Um, so the next one, we have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. Um, so for the longest time, so obviously everyone knows I'm a Washington fan. I think the easy answer is to go Philadelphia. And I do. The only answer. I think, I think Philly could win, but I want to. Philly could win. That's what you think. <laughs> I, so I want to tell you guys why I think Washington could win. And I'm probably being biased, but I don't really care. So Washington, the thing with Philly is there have just been a load of injuries that have already happened in training camp. And the offensive line, obviously losing Andre Dillard, their left tackle, now they can move Jason Peters over the left tackle. There's a little bit of question marks on the offensive line. I think that Washington having an incredible front seven, even though Philly in the past has had a fantastic offensive line, I think Washington could attack that offensive line and really exploit it but I do think Philadelphia is going to win this game I just think that Philadelphia still is a fantastic roster Carson Wentz going to do his thing um, I think Miles Sanders going to have a breakout year the receiving has a little bit of you know uncertainty obviously Jalen Rager has that injury he's doing with he'll be out for the 
first couple weeks, but I still think they're going to win this game. Washington is not that strong of a team. Um, but, you know, I'm, you know me. I'm still going to go with Washington because how could I not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you're kind of right. Definitely offensive line injuries. You know, I Brandon Brooks, I'm pretty sure, tore his Achilles in camp. Yeah, he's out um, for the year. Obviously, Dillard, like you said, is out. So that's obviously two big hits to their offensive line. Like you said, Washington does have a good pass rush. Overall defense, really, really solid. So I think it could be lower scoring and not much of a blowout as much as people would expect. But at the same time, and like you said, Eagles, you know, no Alshon Jeffrey, no Rager. Um, it's going to be the Goddard and the Earth Show and Miles Sanders. That's what it's really what it's going to come down to. But and I do think – Honestly, the thing with Washington is they're so bad at defending tight ends. So Zach Ertz could explode, in my opinion. But um, we'll see. It will be a good game, good NFC East matchup. So the next game is the Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens. Everyone's going to say Baltimore. And I ultimately think Baltimore's going to win. But I said before the season, Baltimore's going to lose three games. It's going to be at Philly. It's going to be at Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving. And I think they're going to lose the Browns either at home or in Cleveland later in the season. So I think that Baltimore could lose this game against Cleveland. Um, I, yeah, it's week one, and a lot of people don't expect this Baltimore team to go 0-1, and I would obviously understand where you're coming from. The thing with this Browns team is, though, I think that right out of the gate, they're going to be fantastic. They're going to shock a lot of people. They're going to use Chubb a lot. Baker's going to have a pretty good game. Um, I think the Ravens are going to end up winning, but I'm going to take the spread. I think it's eight right now for Cleveland. Um, I meant for Baltimore. So I think Cleveland's going to cover the spread. I think it's going to be like a four-point game. I think Baltimore is going to ultimately play well. Down the stretch, Lamar's going to do his thing and show why he's the reigning MVP. But I think Cleveland's going to shock a lot of people. Even with this loss, they should have confidence going into the remainder of the season and to me prove they're a 10 or 11 win team going into this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Last year, obviously, Cleveland put a beat down on Baltimore. I'm correct in that, right? I'm yeah, 40-25. Sure yeah, okay. I do remember that game. And, you know, those that, that's the in-division, you know, matchup. Um, not really a rivalry, but, you know, the in-division games, the, they kind of go either way. Like you said, week one, though, Cleveland on the road at Baltimore. Um, I'd be very surprised if Baltimore started 0-1 just because, you know, they have an insane roster. And they have such high expectations. But I do agree that Cleveland could definitely take a game this year, just like they did last year. Um, I don't think it's going to be this one, though. Uh, I just – I think Cleveland's going to – I think Cleveland could have a really strong second half of the year. They have a lot of – you know, I mean, they got Hooper, OBJ, Landry, Hunt, Chubb. They they just have so many – Baker, obviously. Um, There's a lot of pieces, and I think that they need to still mesh. Obviously, they didn't have that chemistry last year. Um, new coach, also new system might start a little slow. I'm definitely taking Baltimore, but Cleveland could be a really strong second half team. And that's probably where they'll beat the Ravens. Yeah. And the thing with Cleveland is I think with a COVID year, it's important to have a roster that's really the same as last year. Not a lot of off season additions. So that's why I think that's Stefanski. I love the hire, but I think it's going to take a couple games to kind of you know, for him to showcase his full talent of being a head coach. So that's why I agree with you. I think the second half of the season, they'll do a lot better. The thing, though, that I'm kind of like, I think Cleveland could win is because I don't know if Baltimore is, because like I said already, I think Baltimore's losses is to Cleveland once, 
to Philly and to Pittsburgh. The Philly and Pittsburgh game are both on the road. So if Baltimore wins this game and then loses to Cleveland at Cleveland, I don't expect Baltimore to go 8-0 and at home. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's possible, but I think they're going to still lose one at home. So that's why I'm kind of thinking that week one it could happen. But I, as of now, I think I have Baltimore winning by a couple. Um, but don't be surprised if Cleveland puts up a great fight and ultimately wins the game for them. Um, so the next game is the Colts versus the Jaguars. I don't know about you, but I'm not really excited for this game. Uh, the Jaguars are. I'm really not excited in the slightest. In the slightest, I hate Philip Rivers, not as a person, but as a player. That makes sense. Um, He's boring. Yes, but what I will take away from this game, I will obviously watch the highlights. I'll at least acknowledge this game. I want to see Philip Rivers what he can do under an offensive line. We haven't seen that whatsoever. I want to see what Pittman can do. I want to see what um, I want to see like what Jonathan Taylor can do. I want to see what that offense can do. It's kind of a new offense. The Jaguars, though, I'm not excited for them. Uh, they're really tanking. They are to me by far the worst team in football. Um, Gardner, though, I don't think we'll have that bad of a year. But I think ultimately they'll decide to go with Trevor in the draft, being the worst team in football. Um, but Jacksonville. It's just shocking to go from 2017 to now. It's a huge change. I think Jacksonville, though, is going to have fans there. I think them and Kansas City are the two home stadiums that are going to have fans for week one. So I will, it'll be interesting to see fans at the game. But, um, yeah, I don't really – I think Colts are going to win by, like, 10. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Really? I think Jacksonville is – I think – yeah, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I just think Gardner is going to have a solid year. I do think they probably will move on for him because he's not, you know, he's not a franchise changer for the most part. But yeah. I do think he is a solid quarterback. Um, him and DJ Chark going to go off this year. Um, Chris Thompson is going to be a beast in week one. We talked about him last week. I think yeah. he's going to have a good week. Um, he's probably going to get injured in like the fourth quarter, but he'll have a good three quarters. So I'm going to take Jacksonville just because, you know, the beginning, this is a weird year. It's also week one. Week one also is, you know, usually pretty weird on top of COVID. So I think that a team like Indianapolis, who I'm pretty low on for the most part. Yeah. Um, so going against Jacksonville, who I'm obviously very low on, but I do think that Jacksonville does have somewhat of an offense here. So I think that they could take one at home. All right, we'll see. Um, we'll see. So the next game is Vegas versus Carolina, the Raiders versus the Panthers. Um, I think Raiders are going to win. You know me. I'm so high on this Raiders team for the season. I think they start the season 2-0. and In week two, they play the Saints. A lot of people think the Saints win that game, but I have Vegas winning that game. Um, the Panthers, on top of my Raiders hype, I don't think is that good. But I think throughout the season, they'll get a lot better. I think they're going to start off so slow. Matt Rule coming in in his first year. I liked Matt Rule at Baylor. I think that he was deserving of being an NFL head coach. But like we talked about, in a weird year, I just don't expect him right off the bat to shock people. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, I like him. He went, I think it was, what was it, 5-0 and in his five games he played for the Saints. Did really well. And Carolina with McCaffrey – you know, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel has some weapons. But defensively, I am not a fan of that team whatsoever. 
like I said, it's very young. It's so young. They want all, def- all defense in the draft, which they should. So it's one of those situations where I think throughout the season, that defense is going to get a lot better, show um, optimism for the next season. But I think the Raiders shape this game. I think the Raiders are like a one-point favorite. And if I was in Vegas, I would 100% bet on Vegas to win this game. Um, but I think the Raiders win. I'm high on them. I think that Derek Carr has a good game. Jacobs, I think, is going to ultimately be like a top three in rushing yards. I'm high on them, and I think they get a week one win. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really love Carolina. Obviously, their defense is one thing, but even their offense, although they have tons of weapons, Teddy Bridgewater has never, ever been someone that's going to throw deep. And, you know, you got Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson. Those guys are both – they live off the deep ball. I know DJ Moore is very, very good in the short game and all of that intermediate routes – um, I think so he's I think, a great year. Yeah, no, no. Teddy and DJ are going to have a great year. The, the Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, they're weapons if you put them on different teams. But I think that big plays for them are going to be few and far between. Um, I think they could probably get some against the Raiders because the, the Raiders aren't spectacular. But um, I, I would definitely take the Raiders. I think I'm kind of with you. I'm not a huge on the Raiders, but I think a lot of people just kind of hate the Raiders. I think most people kind of just hate Derek Carr. And I don't think he's that bad. He's not like, that bad. Yeah, well, look I at think the he's stat line from last year. I think it was close to or 4,000 yards, something really close to that. 21 touchdowns, six picks. It's not this mesmerizing stat line whatsoever, but he let them to seven wins. He got a lot better as the season progressed. He's not, I'm not like, I think everyone looks at what he did in 2016 and they're like, that's the car we should get. But in reality, you're not going to really get that car you know, ever again, in my opinion. So I think that if he can do, I think he's going to do better than 21 and six. It was last year. Um, but I think that I think it gets way too much hate. I think it's a solid option at quarterback and everyone was talking about in 2019 uh, Gruden moving up to take uh, Kyler at number one. I knew that was not going to happen whatsoever. I was like, they're fine with Carr. Why would you waste future draft picks to move up three spots to get Kyler when you can kind of sit at four, get someone, even though it was a bad pick, uh, and not waste anything and rock with Carr. So that's where I stand with that. Um, so the next game is the Bears versus the Lions. I think the Lions are favored in this game. I don't really know why. A lot of people are buying into the Detroit hype. I think they're very underrated, under the radar. I personally don't see it. And a strong reasoning behind that is because I don't really believe in Patricia as a head coach. Yeah, they have Stafford. They have Galladay. They have Hawkinson. The running back group is now, like, crowded with Peterson, on Johnson, and Swift. But to me, I think the Bears is the biggest question with the Bears. I think they're pretty underrated. Um, what did they go last year? What was it, 8-8, eight and 7-9 eight, or something like that? Obviously, when you're looking at it from their 12-4 and four year the year before, it was a little bit of a disappointment. But a lot of people, for the most part, knew they were going to regress. And I don't think that they're a bad team now. I think they're going to do a lot better than last year. Defensively, they got some pieces that I really like, and I still would say it's like a top-five defense. Offensively, when you have Trubisky on your center, I'm not a fan of it. I think they should go with Foles. I said in my QB competition breakdown video, I'm okay with going Trubisky for like the first couple weeks, just because Foles has never been in the system. But I think that, you know, working with Nagy in Kansas City, Foles eventually has to get the start. Because, you know, you're wasting 
a fourth rounder and a lot of money on Nick Foles. And if he's just serving as a backup, it serves no purpose in my opinion. Eventually you got to rock with Foles. And I think that as the season goes on, he gives you the best chance to make the playoffs and go far in that playoffs. We've seen him do it with Philadelphia and why can't he really do it with the Chicago? Yeah. I mean, the one thing I'm going to argue for that, and I'm sure you would agree, um, is the fact that it's much easier to go from Mitch to Foles than it is to go from Foles to Mitch. Because yeah, also I, I Mitch, obviously Foles is that veteran guy. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's been in the league for many years. Mitch is, you know, he's sort of new. He just got drafted like three or four years ago, um, like three years ago. And, you know, you kind of want to give him a little bit of confidence. He has shown, you know, he's made a Pro Bowl before. He's not horrible. He's had his moments. You know, he's, I remember starting him in fantasy and he had like 12 touchdowns in like three weeks. Like there is, he's definitely showed some flashes. Obviously his rushing ability is very, very good as well. Um, he's also shown some flashes of being really, really bad. So that's obviously not good, but you do want to instill a little bit of confidence into, you know, your young QB, start him off the gate. If you do bad, then you can go with Foles and try to, you know, pick up some wins down the line. But in my opinion on this matchup, I am going to take um, the Lions just because um, I know you said the Lions are getting a lot of hype. I do think they are probably getting too much hype, but I do think that they're going to probably start off pretty well. As long as uh, Matt Stafford can stay healthy, I think this is a really good offense. Um, obviously, Marvin Jones and Galladay is a great duo. You said they have a crowded backfield, but I don't really think that's a problem. I mean, Swift's obviously a rookie. Peterson's good. You can get, you can get Peterson in five carries a game. You can give him 20. He's not going to be extremely efficient, but he's going to pound the rock. He's going to wear the defense out. Carry on is still somewhat of a playmaker, although he's been injured all the time. Um, but yeah, Chicago is just, I think Mitch can have a solid year, but I'm not going to, if, if I'm going to have to trust someone, I'm going to go with Detroit in this week one matchup. All right. So next game though, we got is the Seahawks versus Falcons. And I, okay. I, I, I see people picking Atlanta and I understand I'm not high on Atlanta whatsoever. And I think I'm high on pretty high on Seattle. I know both of us are. Um, Seattle really hasn't changed the course of their team from last year, um, except obviously the addition of Jamal Adams uh, and then some other small pieces as well. But offensively, you get a DK Metcalf heading into the second year. Tyler Lockett's going to look good. Russell Wilson's going to do his thing. Chris Carson's going to do his thing. Brought in Greg Olson. Like, the team is set, I think, on the offensive side of the ball except their offensive line. It's still not that good, and I hate that because I'm such a believer in your offensive line gets you far, which I think it's going to be not terrible to the point where they're, like, losing games. And especially because Russell Wilson is such a mobile quarterback, he doesn't have to just sit in the pocket. He can obviously roam around with a bad offensive line. Um, and then defensively, I know I just praised Adams, but I think that there's still some, you know, pieces they're missing. Ultimately, though, I think Seattle's a good team. I'm not a fan of Atlanta. Offensively, you look at depth chart, it's good. Ridley, Julio, Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan, uh, Hayden Hurst. Obviously, a lot of people are praising him because he did pretty well at Baltimore. He finally gets the shot to be like a tight end one. Um, but defensively, I know I keep talking about teams not looking good defensively, but this defensively, I'm not a fan of this team. And I think offensively, they're going to underperform to what they, people think. It's like every year people talk about how they're going to be a good team. I don't think they are. I think Dan Quinn's not even going to last. Like, I think in a normal season, I wouldn't have him lasting 10 games. 
But I think Sam made this point to me when we were talking. He said that in a COVID year, teams don't want to fire their head coach. They just don't want to have to go through the head coaching process. During this weird year, they want to stick with their guy until like the end of the season, which I completely understand. So Dan Quinn might make the whole season. I don't think that if he, if he does make the whole season, he'll be fired. Uh, so I'm not really high on this Atlanta team. Seattle, I like. Don't know if they're Super Bowl contenders because of, like I talked about, the offensive line and some, key, some spots on the defensive side of the ball. But I, it, I think they win week one. Yeah, so like you said, I'm obviously really high on the Seahawks, just like you. I think that they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, but I think I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. The Falcons are a team every single year where everyone gets on the hype train of the Falcons, you know, because Matt Ryan obviously is still very good quarterback. I mean, look at his stats. He's a very good quarterback. Um, they always have a ton of injuries, and they always underperform overall as a team, so he doesn't really get talked about but he's still very good. Julio is obviously a beast. Calvin Ridley is going to take a little bit of a jump. How much does Todd Gurley really have left? No one really knows. I like the Hayden Hurst addition to that, you know, that system. I mean, Hooper caught, what, 85 balls in that system. Hayden Hurst is debatably more athletic than Hooper. I think Hooper can make – I mean, uh, I think Hayden Hurst can make a lot of plays in that system. So I like the Falcons' offense. And I think this is one of those games where, you know, maybe the one of those seasons where maybe the Falcons, you know, they start 2-1, and one, people start getting on the hype train – and then they start underperforming, underperforming. Maybe they get injured a little bit. Like you said, that defense is obviously not great. One or two injuries, and they're really just almost nothing. I mean, Keanu Neal, however you say his first name, uh, Keanu, um, he's, he's a good player. And he was drafted, what, like four years ago, I think. And he tears his ACL, I think, almost every single year. Like, I feel like I watch that guy tear his ACL every year. Um, so an injury like that probably derails this team, especially defensively. So I do think the Falcons could probably start two and one. They beat the Seahawks here. A lot of people get on the hype train. Then they kind of, you know, disappoint. I have the Seahawks definitely going way farther than the Falcons, but Falcons at home. I'm going to take the Falcons in week one. All right. So we got the Dolphins and Patriots for the final one o'clock game of Sunday. Look, the Dolphins have a very bright future, let's say. But I don't think they walk into Foxborough I know they did last year, but I don't think that this year they walk in and get a win against New England. New England, to me, a lot of question marks, especially with the opt-outs on the defensive side of the ball. But I still think that when you have Belichick and you have some key pieces on that roster, I st- I like their defense is still, in my opinion, a good defense, even with the five or six, what was it, opt-outs they had. Still a great defense. Offensively, though, I kind of worry. Um, Cam Newton, I think, is going to be great. I think that was a good, obviously a good decision to start him over Jared Stidham, even though I love Stidham. I talked about that a bunch, but like the weapons on the wide receiver, you have Nikhil Harry, you have Julian Edelman, and then you have Sonny Michelle in the backfield. Like it sounds all right. You hope that it works out all right. Um, but for Miami, I think it's going to be one of those things, like I talked about, they get a lot better as the season progresses, but I think that they're not going to start out slow per se, but it's a little bit of a tough schedule. Um, and I think that Miami isn't going to be – I think some Miami fans think they're going to be a lot better than they think. I think they're like a six or seven win team still, but I think the start of the season, they'll be a little slow per se. Um, I think new England gets this win. Belichick shows that whatever roster he has, he's still a phenomenal head coach. And I think that, I think they're a six and a half point favorite. I think it's going to be around the six or seven points they win by. So I would have new England, but I think Miami will put up a good fight, but no, it's not win the game. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were obviously really down on New England when they lost Brady, and it was going to go to Stidham. Um, I know you're a pretty big, pretty big fan of Stidham, correct? I am, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, most people are probably pretty down. Obviously, when you're going to Brady to Stidham, you're going to have a little rough stretch. Sure. Um, but the signing of Cam Newton, I mean, it seems like he's healthy for the most part. Um, you see him dancing in practice and all that. Belichick says he's one of the hardest workers he's ever seen all that nonsense, blah, blah, blah. So I think as long as Cam's healthy, the Patriots are not, you know, they're not a four-win team. This team can push eight or nine wins if Cam's healthy. How long will that last? We don't really know. But week one, he should be healthy for that game. So I'm definitely going to take the Patriots over the Dolphins. But I do agree that the Dolphins definitely have a really bright future. Yeah, and I saw, like, Colin Coward predict, do his record predictions, and he had, like, New England going 5-11. and 11. I just don't see how that's I mean, going to happen. I that guy just says anything for views. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get it. All right, so we move on to the 405 games and the 425 games. So we start off with the Chargers and Bengals. A lot of people are going to take Chargers in this game, but I like Cincinnati. I like them at home. I think that Cincinnati with Burrow, I don't even think Cincinnati is going to be that good this year, but I think that Burrow is going to have a great week one. I'm not high on L.A. whatsoever. I think defensively they're great, but Derwin James not having him on the team for, like, what is it, six to eight weeks? I think it's the entire have, year. Is it? All right. But yeah. I knew it was majority of the season at least. So, um, yeah. n- not going to help them whatsoever. Um, still a good defense, though. Um, but I think that Joe, I think Burrow's going to have a good game. Mix it. There's some key pieces on that roster that stand out. And I think that Cincinnati fans are going to get excited. They're going to get a week one win. I think it's going to go to shambles as the season goes on. But I think the Chargers, I think that with the offensive line, I think Tyrod is – not the best option at quarterback, but it's not awful. Um, I think that Herbert will eventually play this season, but it, like I've said, it has to be at the back end of the season. He's just not ready to play NFL right now. Um, but I think that, like I said, the offensive line, not a fan of it. Um, so I think that that's going to get exposed. Not that like the Cincinnati has this fantastic defense, but we're going to see that from LA. And I think Cincinnati gets kind of an upset win against LA at home. Um, and then Cincy fans have something excited for, and I think that Burrow's going to have a good game. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on the Bengals train, at least for week one. I mean, who, who's coming into this game hotter than Joe Burrow right now? Yeah. I mean, guy just had the best college football season of all time, potentially. Won the national championship. Goes from being a fifth-round draft pick to now being first overall. Gets into an offense where the offensive line's not great. But their pass, their pass blocking isn't terrible. It's more so the run blocking for them. Yeah. Um, but you have Mixon. You have A.J. Green finally healthy. You have Boyd. You drafted Higgins. It's not, a just, bad, it's not a bad offense. It's, I mean, I would go to say that it's honestly should be a pretty good offense. Yeah. Um, they just have so many weapons. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of teams do have a lot of weapons, and it ends up just not working out, like in Cleveland. But – I do think that obviously Joe Burrow is coming off of such a great season. I think he's going to take a little bit of that confidence into the NFL. And I think he will have a good week one. Um, If AJ Green can stay healthy, I think the Bengals are probably better than most people will give them credit for. Yeah. And I know that kind of downgrading on the Chargers offensive line, it's kind of fair for me to, it'd be unfair for me not to kind of say the same about Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's like we already like you already talked. The offensive line is not the best, but I don't really think that that's gonna. I think it's gonna not be like the worst in the NFL, and I think that um, I think that the Bengals' offense is still gonna be pretty good for that game. 
Um, and then getting Jonah Williams for that game is going to be huge. Didn't have him last year. I think that's going to be a huge part of that offensive line. Um, so Cardinals 49ers is the next game. I think the Cardinals are a little overrated per se for the season. Still think they're a good team. Could obviously get third or second in that division. I think they're going to get third, I think. I think they're going to tie with the Rams on record. Um, so for week one, um, I think they're going to look a lot better than they did last year. The future's going to look bright. But for me, San Francisco is just, just going to win this game. Still super dominant. Still a great team. And I love this 49ers roster. So I had them winning. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I got Kyler in fantasy. I think Kyler's going to have an unbelievable year, especially adding DeAndre. You get Kenyon Drake for the full year. Didn't do much to the offensive line, which doesn't bode well for them. But, you know, Kyler is one of the most mobile QBs in the NFL. So, and thankfully he's like really big, so he can take a lot of hits. And, uh, <laughs> nah, right. but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you in the Niners. They're just an overall better roster. Um, so I would definitely pick the Niners to win week one. Yes. Although I think that division is going to be pretty crazy. I think almost every team in that division could have, you know, around probably more than seven wins, I'd say. Every yeah. team should have more than a seven A lot of wins. people are discrediting LA. I think that's fair. <laughs> But I think the Rams are a lot – I think they're better than some people think. Yeah, I, think, I mean, if any team were to get, like, six wins, I'd say it's probably the Rams. Yeah. But I, I still agree. think they're a good football team. Me too. All right. Um, so, the last 4 o'clock game, I think it's America's game of the week, is the Buccaneers and the Saints in New Orleans. Um, I think the Saints are going to win this game. Buccaneers, I think – I've said this for a bunch of teams. Going to get better as the season goes on. It's, they transformed that offense so much. They got a new quarterback. They added Gronkowski. Defensively, they also added some key pieces. But I think they'll start off a little slow. I think the Saints are still going to win the division. Saints are just – it's been sad that they have not been able to get to the big one, the Super Bowl, in the years past because that roster and this team has been so legit. Um, I think Michael Thomas is going to win Offensive Player of the Year. He's so legit. Drew Brees – it could be his last year, so I think he's going to end out on a bang, have a good season. Kamara looks like they're going to have a contract extension for him. He's going to stay at Jared Cook at the tight end position. Offensive line is stacked. Like this New Orleans team is so good. I love it so much. I think they could make the Super Bowl. I think I have right now Saints versus Ravens in the Super Bowl. Really like them. But the Buccaneers, I think in the playoffs, could make some noise as a wild card. They'll probably play the Saints. Um, sometime in the playoffs, and I think that the Buccaneers could win that game. So in the playoffs, when we're talking, that will be a great game. But for week one, I'll take the more experienced team and the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. Um, I think these teams are very, very close in ability. Um, but obviously, it's in the Dome. I'm going to take Drew Brees in the Dome almost every time. I do think that obviously the Dome is going to help Tom Brady a ton probably. Although, you know, that guy plays in New England all his entire career weather doesn't yeah. really affect him but I'm not huge on Brady I mean the Buccaneers have a great great roster uh secondary could definitely use some work I think Drew Brees can pick them apart in this game although the pass rush is ridiculous Saints have a great offensive line he also has Michael Thomas in the short game and an Alvin Kamara if he needs some you know relief I think the Saints are built really really well to play against the Bucks, and I'm gonna take the Saints but like you said in the playoffs it's a different beast because you know, Breeze has been underperforming slightly. They, Brady's obviously a playoff beast. So that, that would be an interesting matchup then. But week one, I'm going to take the Saints at home. Yep. So we head on to the uh, Sunday night football game. Um, and it's the Dallas Cowboys versus the LA Rams playing in the new LA Stadium, which that will be very fun. 
um, to see on Sunday night football. But I think I'm going to take the Cowboys. It pains me to say because I hate the Cowboys. I know you do as well. Um, but I think that this <laughs> Cowboys team, they should, they should look really good this season. New head coach. Now you can't really blame their lack of success on Jason Garrett. Got a third receiving stud in C.D. Lamb. Um, the offense line kind of stays put. It's going to be really good. Defensively, they should be fine to the, for the most part. They should have a good year, and I think that week one they'll get a win. L.A., I, like I said, I still think they're pretty good, but when you're going up against um, when you're going up against Dallas, I don't really think that they have the weapons, I guess, to get a win. Aaron Donald, I'm excited to see him, though. Obviously, such a stud on the defensive side of the ball, but I have Dallas winning. Pains me to say, but that's my prediction. Yeah, I mean, honestly – before the start of the season last year, I don't really think you could say a lot of bad stuff about the Cowboys and their eight and eight finish was very, very weird for like to see. Yeah. Um, and this year, I don't really think I can say much bad about them either. I mean, I think that they should be very, very good. Um, they should be, you know, a top eight football team here where the Rams are not a top eight football team. I know the Rams are home, but I'm personally going to take the Cowboys in this one. I mean, that receiving core with, Dak and that offensive line with Zeke making the defense play the run is, I mean, it should be, a, it should just be an, I don't even know the word to use, but it should be an <laughs> onslaught of just offensive production. So yeah. I don't know. Um, I really have nothing bad to say about the Cowboys, but obviously losing Byron Jones is tough, but I still don't think it, the Rams have enough to, beat the Cowboys here. Yeah. I do like the Rams receiving core now that you talked about the uh, Cowboys and Byron Jones not being there. Cup and Woods, I think, will have good Cup's years. Cup's a beast, so, yeah. He is. So I'm excited to see both of them um, for the upcoming season. Hopefully they can exploit the uh, Dallas secondary, uh, but we'll see. Um, and then we head on to the um, Monday Night Football games. We got two of them for week one, as it's done in the past. Steelers-Giants for the Monday. Let's go, baby. So I know you're excited. And since I'm, if people don't know, I'm like a big broadcasting nerd. It's the Kirk Herbstreit (laughs) and the Chris Fowler game. Obviously, they do um, college football. They usually did a Saturday night primetime game for college football. But with college football just being a disaster and a mess, they're going to have them doing week one for the Steelers-Giants game, which I'm excited about. Um, I know I'm going to guess you have the Giants winning this game. I mean, I would love to see the Giants win this game, but um, I think that the Steelers, I'm not too high on the Steelers as most people, I'd say. I think a lot of people think that they're going to take exactly what they did last year, which was pretty solid with almost no QB, and you insert to Ben Roethlisberger, and they're suddenly going to be, you know, nine-win, ten-win team. Um, I don't know. I don't know about a 39-year-old Roethlisberger coming off of a major shot you know, um, elbow injury is going to be great. It's definitely going to be better than Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, but I don't know. I think that the Giants could definitely make some noise here. Defense definitely could use some work. I mean, they got Bradbury, which is good. Uh, Pass rush is decent. They got Blake Martinez, which I think he's a little, he's not great. So there's definitely some holes all over the defense, in my opinion. Offense, you know, the Steelers have a really good defense, so they could definitely throw Daniel Jones off his game. He fumbled a ton last year. Um, Good pass rush from the Steelers could be a problem. Although the Giants did upgrade their offensive line a little bit, but, I mean, 
I don't, I like the Giants on paper. They have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of skill in offense. You know, Daniel Jones is very promising. You have Evan Ingram, who's very promising. Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, Saquon Barkley, obviously. That's a ton of talent right there. Um, we haven't really seen it mesh a ton. Uh, obviously, some flashes from Daniel Jones last year in that offense, but we'll see with the upgraded offensive line. I probably would. I think the Giants can win this game, and I am a Giants fan, so I'm going to go Giants. Um, but it's going to be a very close one, I think. Yeah, um, I think I have the Steelers winning this game. Sorry, Sully, but um, okay. I, I think that Pittsburgh is going to look a lot better than they did last year at some points. Obviously, with no big Ben, it was a little bit of a disaster from the QB position. You hope that he can be himself or relatively himself before the major injury. Um, obviously the Steelers are not this perfect team. I have them finishing third in that division, but when you're going against a Giants team, which in my opinion is not the strongest of teams, I think that they could get a win on the road. Should be a good game. Should be a fun Monday night football game though, but I had the Steelers winning this game. Um, and then the last game of week one, the last game we'll cover for today's podcast is the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. And this is going to be such a fun game in my opinion. Tennessee, I'm super high on. And then Denver, I was super high on, but I think their hype got a little too extraordinary to the part to the point where I'm like kind of falling back on them. Still think they could be a really good team, though. Um, the Titans, I personally think that they're getting, you know, some people have them going like six and ten, seven and nine, which I guess I understand, but I think they're still like a nine or ten win team. Look at them in the playoffs last year. If you eliminate the second half, um, the second half when they played Kansas City, they had a really good playoff and they were projecting in a very good way they were projecting an upward direction they were looking really good Tannehill looked a like a phenomenal quarterback last season when he came in from Mariota Derrick Henry I know a lot of people want to criticize him for not being able to do what he does in the second half of the season but the man I think had his best season last year especially in the second half of the season and into the playoffs there's no reason to ultimately think that won't happen this season and then A.J. Brown heading into the second year, best rookie receiver, in my opinion. Terry, close second, though. Um, <laughs> and then defensively, they just added Jadavian Clowney, which can help their pass rush so much. And then you look at the defense on the depth chart, and it's good, in my opinion. There are some pieces. You can pick and choose pieces where you don't really like, but as an overall census, I really like, and I think they're very good. Um, so I think they get a road win against Denver. A lot of people, I think, would disagree with that. Denver looks really good. Drew Locke, though, I talked about this a lot. I was the biggest Drew Locke fan coming out of the college. I said he'd be one of the best QBs out of that draft class. I said Kyler could probably be a little bit better, um, especially with the fit with Kingsbury. But I was like, Drew Locke, a close second. Um, really thought he'd go first round, but he didn't. He went on in the second round. Uh, so I like Locke, but I think his hype's a little too much, in my opinion. Has all the weapons to succeed, especially even in the backfield on the receiving core and in the tight end. And defensively, they got a lot better. So there's no reason for this Denver team not to be good. I think they're a little overhyped, though, and I think Tennessee will show that with a week one win. Yeah, I mean, I'm not huge on Tennessee. Um, I'm going to compare them to the 2017 Jags, although I don't think they're going to have uh, quite as big of a fall off as them. Obviously, they didn't lose a ton of pieces, so it's different. But I think Ryan Tannehill had the best season of his career, in my opinion. Um, so... I know you're his doppelganger, but I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, just repeat what he did. Um, Derrick Henry, like you said, you know, he's definitely a second half of the season guy. Can he do it for the full season? We'll see. I mean, it's tough. They give that guy the ball 25 times a game. 
I mean, he's huge. He could probably take it, but we'll see if he can take a beating like that for a full 16 games. So, and, and I, like you said, there's a lot of hype on the Broncos. And I think it's, you know, it's well warranted. They're, they're definitely a very talented team, especially on offense, you know, very young, but explosive. So the, the addition of Melvin Gordon, I think will be really big. Um, obviously Jerry Judy is potentially could be, you know, one of the best receivers in the NFL in three to four years, I think. So I, I like this Broncos offense a lot. You said you like Drew Locke coming out of the draft. I like him right now, so that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so I, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'm not huge on the Titans, but like I said, or like you said, the Titans definitely have a really strong roster for the most part. I just don't know if I can trust Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I think that's the best he'll ever be, and I don't know if he's ever going to get back to that. I get it, but I, my opinion, I would, I'm trusting more in Tannehill than I am Drew Locke. That's my opinion, though. Um, but I think that's it. I mean, we didn't miss any games. Anything else you want to add on with the 16 games? No, that's it for the games. I do want to talk a little bit about this Odell stuff, though. Okay. You, know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so um, some lady went on uh, – we'll call her a lady. She went on a podcast, No Jumper podcast, and basically said um, – I'm not even going to keep it PG-13. I'm just going to say what she said, basically. She said Odell Beckham likes when girls take shits on him, which is ludicrous in my opinion. Um, I just think it's uh, a case of someone trying to get a lot of attention, and it's she's saying it about someone who a lot of people attack just for the things that he's done in the past. So if let's say if she said this about um, Deion – uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think anyone would be like going crazy? They'd be like, no, this lady's out of her mind. But like, she's saying it about Odell. Everyone's like, yeah, Odell, he's a diva. He's crazy. Like, he definitely likes that. And now, like, you see, did you see what he posted on Instagram? He posted a picture of, he just posted a picture of him like playing at uh, training camp or something. And the caption was making fun of it a little bit. And then everyone was commenting. They were all fooling around. And he was replying to some of the comments and he was joking around. So I like that he's taking it. He seems like he's taking a different approach with his career um, at this point. Like a lot of times, I like maybe two or three years ago, he'd get salty and, you know, um, I don't know. He'd have a different approach to it. But now, you know, he's making light of it. He's having jokes. Yeah. So, but I do think that's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. And it was just it, so weird. Oh. Like it was so out of the ordinary. Then people were freaking out about it. Obviously, how could you not make jokes about it? Um so I like that he's handling it though in a kind of like a fun, not serious matter. Cause at the end yeah. of the day, like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just all stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's really all to it. <laughs> I think that's it. Thank you for listening to the highlight of the all sports culture podcast. We ran through all 16 games. We gave you our predictions. We can't wait for football. It's going to be an absolute festival and that's pretty much it for it for this. Goodbye.